Hello and welcome to the Jam Spot podcast. This week we have got Joe Ringer and we are going to be talking um, all things function band, um, gigging in deserts. Indeed. Which is a big thing. Um, and yeah, just, just trying to the, the kind of the, the day-to-day ins and outs of, of working as a, as a musician. Um, as always, you can catch us on Spotify or YouTube yeah. or Instagram all TikTok. the above TikTok yeah. all the above um, if you just search at the Jamspot pod um, that is our that's it that's it that's <laughs> all yeah we're getting good at this click um, like subscribe all of that stuff because every time you do something like that obviously it really helps us to spread the word basically just reach more people and as a result you know we can just keep doing these episodes and keep um, yeah just keep it going really so please feel free to do that Today we are with Joe Ringer. Hello. 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 How and, are you? Uh, usually, you'll, you'll notice that um, we, we're usually in the ginistry in Oxted, but today we have been blessed with... Blessed. Blessed <laughs> with uh, <laughs> the abode of said Joe Ringer. The beauty of Swordston, Norfolk. Yeah, and it is a lovely place. It's a beautiful place. So I've, I've, you know, Norfolk is usually the destination for all the weddings in the summer, so... Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, nice. this is what we've been finding out from, uh, from Joe, and we're going we're gonna to speak a little bit about that about that and um, his band uh, the JRB band which is JRB band or is it it's just band? I say JRB it, it, because it's just JRB it's like when people say pin number but it stands for personal identification number so you're really actually saying personal identification number number, number. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah I didn't so know there's, that there's a technicality off the pod world eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so how are you Joe I'm good thanks how yeah? are you yeah good thank you good. Yeah, good. quite a nice little trip up here that was nice being on the road I didn't nice. fall asleep no, not too painful. Yeah. No, it was all right, actually. It, was, uh, just... it can be. It can. Now they've dueled the A11. It's a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be a bit. Yeah, it was. It was all right, actually. It was a nice little catch up. Not seen each other in a little while, have we? It's been a been a few weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as, as we mentioned, um, JRB or the Joe Ringer Band is your baby. It is. Yes. And uh, how long has that been going? Uh, this is our 10th year of probably properly doing it. So of a couple of years beforehand playing at doing it and sort of doing a bit in pieces. But yeah, this is 2014 is when we sort of started properly with our lineup. And actually, apart from one person who actually still debts with us today, we're the same, the same sort of core, core well, that's, band. That's so. quite unusual, actually. Isn't it? That is unusual, unusual. You get yeah. a lot of... Yeah. People I treat them that. really well. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously a really good paying gig. You know, wants to <laughs> no, <it's not>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we've been going. Yeah, since 2014 is, is when we've sort of been going properly, properly. So sort of, and I've been doing it full time since then. And did you start that up initially? Is that where it all come from? Did you just think, all right, I need a function band? Did you do anything before that? Yeah. So um, when I was younger, I did a lot of like sort of Amdram and that that was the only sort of singing I did. Um, and I actually remember when I was about 20, I've always liked sort of swing and big bands and I still do a lot of that now. And I remember there's a couple of big bands in um, Norwich and I, I remember... Uh, approaching them and sort of saying and I remember recording a few songs um at a local studio down the road as a like a little demo and oh hello and um and yeah and basically I started singing with one of them and as it is in the industry you get to know people and someone's like I need someone for this can you sing blah 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 and then I ended up doing a sort of function band myself um, while I was doing this, I was working full time as a graphic designer, which I did for eight years nice. uh, since I left college. Um, and um, yeah, I sung with a couple of function bands, and as it is, you go round and round. And then I just thought, coming from sort of a graphic design, sort of marketing kind of background, I was like, oh, I think I could do it myself. Mm. And um, yeah, and that's where it started. And yeah, sort of haven't stopped since then. I went part time at work because the band got busy, and then eventually I got to a stage where I could go completely self employed. And yeah, and that was just over ten years ago now. God, that's good. I mean, it's quite rare actually that you find like function band musicians do it full time. Like they've usually always got yeah, jobs in the yeah. background. Like. I mean, I don't do it myself. I used to, but a lot of people do teaching and yeah. you know stuff like that. Have you ever delved into teaching, like singing? So teaching I and... do 
choral teaching okay. and I enjoy that side of things. I don't like one-to-one singing teaching. I feel like you have to have a good um, idea of the sort of technical, yeah, the medical yeah. side of things to know that. So no, I haven't done that. But luckily, I run because I run the band, I think it allows me to do it. And most of my work, the singing, the actual singing is such a small small part of what I do mm. nowadays really mm. so yeah being running the band is what enables me to do it as a full-time job if I was just a sort of a gigging musician especially around here in Norfolk you know I'd have to teach as well or I'd have to have something else like all the guys who play with us they're the best guys around here but they all teach or they yeah. do something yeah, along yeah. those lines as well yeah I, I, I do find that with, with a lot of people I speak to it's, it's nearly always oh I'm doing teaching tomorrow I must I mean I did it for nearly 10 years working in a school and I didn't really enjoy it very much, I must admit. It was one of the things, I, and I did it privately. But was I just, that one-to-one or was that class? Yeah, it was, it was one-to-one. Um, but the thing is, I was just, I was pretty lazy with it to me as I'd turn yeah, up. Yeah. And, and on the same, I never felt I was qualified enough to, like, I, so I do have a lot of, like, vocal harmony arranging, and I feel like if I've got a group in front of me, mm. I can really show them how to make a good sound from that point of view but a one-on-one I just don't feel I could technically show someone how to sing I think yeah. I could help someone sing a song a bit better if they can already sing but yeah. actually that that core of like showing someone how to make a sound how to get better and I wouldn't want to sort of not do it well yeah it's really funny because I'll be the other way around I prefer one-to-one oh, than really? Uh, really? class sort of stuff but then again unless it's adults yeah because then, obviously, it's a little bit easier to control yeah. and, and all that stuff, you know, and, and to be able to keep attention of, of mm. whoever it is. Well, that's the thing. I mean, kids' attention span is, is zero, isn't it, really? Yeah, I generally <laughs> don't work with kids. It's brilliant. brilliant. They can yeah. be great, but it, there are times where it can be a little bit gruelling, you know? Yeah, a bit it's like, it can be quite hard work, can't it? Yeah, but... Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, like, like you just uh, you kind of touched upon, I mean, singing with a band or playing with a band is mm. probably, especially if you're running it, is probably the smallest part of it. Yeah. Because not, I'd say 90% of your work is done outside of a gig, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, you, you know, you emails, um, I've got to make sure all the band are in the right place at the right time, wearing the right thing, yeah. having learned or, you know, have, having got the right songs, you know, yeah. um, knowing the right times, all those sort of things, the logistical side of things is such a such a major part of it. And you say, I'll turn up and I'll sing two-hour sets and mm. that bit's easy. I it's can easy, do that yeah. every day of the week, you know, without even worrying about it, but the whole other side of it. And then on top of that, you've got the daily of the socials and keeping everything in the accounts, you know, everything yeah. as well. So, yeah, I think the actual singing thing becomes... Yeah such a small percentage of the actual the whole yeah it is yes i mean like i said the playing side is probably the easiest yeah. part mm. of it do you find you enjoy that side of the work i i enjoy the music so i do a lot of arranging mm. especially for the band a lot of writing for the band and i i really enjoy that side of things um, I don't enjoy the app. And so I don't think anyone enjoys the app. No, no, so no, I think we're searching for someone who does. Yeah, or, <laughs> or maybe us. at least someone who you can pay to do it and they, they have to yeah, yeah. do it because it's a job. No. But no, I don't. I, I guess I enjoy the fact that we're busy and we get the work and people come to us for the mm. work. But the actual, no, that I, I would, would mm. rather do many things rather than sit there in front of yeah. emails and just do all that. Stuff. But you have to, do, I don't enjoy the social <clears throat> side of things really, but you na- nowadays you have to stay on top of it if you yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. there, staying in someone's psyche all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. how it is. That's the thing, yeah. I mean, I must, like, I, I used to get quite excited like, when you start a, a band up and you start seeing inquiries come through. Yeah. I used to be quite excited. I think, oh, yes, more, more work. And now I look at an inquiry come through and I must say, I'm like, oh, no. It's another 40 emails I've got to <laughs> yeah, deal yeah. with, you know, just two yeah. in a frame of. A See, client. I'd still be that excited person because I don't run the band. Well, yeah. But, but not can, fully yet, you know. But it all depends. Like, you'll get some, like, if we're talking weddings, you'll get some brides who they'll book you. And then a month before you'll send them, we have like a gig detail sheet, they'll fill it in, send it back to you and then you'll see them on the night and it'll be perfect. Yeah. And then you'll have others who will be like emailing back, can we do this? I just want to check this, blah, blah, blah. And that's just, yeah, obviously different people and you never quite know what you're going to get. But we've got quite a good system in place, a booking system in place, which covers a lot of the bases from the get-go, which means in theory they should have everything they need to know um, yeah. from an early stage and they can send that back to us and so in theory we could send that sheet to them they could send it back to us and there could be no more communication everything would be fine yeah you know what I mean and that's quite important and then obviously there'll always be a few things on top of that yeah that is a good system actually it's quite a lot of trust in implement <laughs> 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 usually just like uh, what time do you want us to start this time 
okay, have you got first dance? And it's just like multiple. Yeah, I mean, that's probably just laziness on my part. Yeah. It should be more well, we used that. We use the CRM <laughs> software, the Gigio software, which I don't know if you've seen. Gigio? Yeah, so Gigio. They're great, Gigio. Martin at Gigio is a nice guy. Um, so it's a, a CRM software. So basically you send them a booking form through that. They'll fill it in, okay. send it back to you. It'll automatically create an invoice and a contract. And it oh, also wow. it tracks all the money and everything as well. So what? yeah, it's, it's re- and you can book musicians through it as well, which is, we've started doing this year as That's well. That's really handy. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, amazing. so it's like a CRM made specifically for musicians. And actually, we, we haven't used it to its full capability, but this year, as I was saying to you earlier, I've employed someone one day a week to do all the admin and we're getting on that side of things. So now, whenever we get a gig in, it all goes through Gigio. You then book the acts through the same system as well. So they're on there. Um, and to say it tracks the money, it can track everything. So yeah, it's a really handy, handy piece right, of. Well, I'm guessing that's a stuff. subscription service, rather yeah, so than like think an outright. The base, the basic one is about eighteen pound a month, something that's like that. Good. Just, that's really um, good. Yeah. We've had to upgrade because we've got too many. I think once you pass, like having to have forty musicians on your books, because we obviously do different acts, yeah. um, you have to upgrade to the the premium one. But yeah, the standard one has done us done us yeah. for years, and it it's a really good bit. Michelle. Obviously, you have to again have the time to because sometimes as you know it's easy to just sing out a Facebook message yeah, saying yeah, be yeah. here at seven, yeah. play Mustang Sally, you know. <laughs> but actually, when you're trying to sort of run it properly, and you've got a, you know. A, you can implement that yeah, and then yeah. as I say you can tr- I can now instead of having to do all our accounts willy nilly I can now track it all see where it goes up and down see where the peaks and troughs are can you join that as a musician as well yeah lovely there you go yeah so for you to do. another thing for you to do this year yeah. hire me <laughs> yeah yeah um, so yeah I mean talking about you know putting Facebook messages out and stuff so I guess you don't really have to do too much if you've had a core of your band together for a long time yeah we're really lucky so we i'd say we have a core sort of i'd say we have a standard because we generally run over the summer two bands and they're two bands both of them have pretty much been together for nearly 10 years on and off now give or take That's one great. person so we've got those guys um and and then we probably have a pool of another 20 or 30 people either a f- some locally some a bit further afield and obviously you have to pay a bit more for transport and stuff like that but Mm. because i write all the music out as well um and we've got recordings and charts for everything it makes it easier to sort of you know depth the gigs out because i can just send them everything and they know exactly what's coming their way you know so yeah yeah, but generally we're at a stage now we've been going so long that i have a really trusted group you know core of 40 people yeah you know i would say who i know i can call upon are going to nail it and that's plenty enough for us yeah because i mean in this, uh, in, oh, in the function world, you definitely need depths. Yeah, you need because, reliable yeah, good yeah, depths. Yeah, we do as well. need reliable yeah. depths. I mean, we yeah. sort of briefly touched on this in the, the last mm. episode, but we've, I mean, there's been a few dodgy tips that we've had over yeah, the years. They're, they're have have you ever come cool. across them? Uh, I don't know if I've come across the same ones as you, but there are, you know, this, and the problem is, I'm a real professional pride person. So whatever I do, I would never turn up for it not knowing exactly everything that's just me you know and i know not everyone's exactly like that but you have to be like that to a certain extent yeah we've had people turn up and talk the talk yeah i can do this i've done this i've done this and you're all right and you listen to their show reel and it might sound cool like they know what they're doing but they'll turn up and like i remember one guy so we used to always start a crazy little thing called love we sometimes still do um and i remember he played it straight (laughs) So instead of swung instead of swung quavers, so you know what I mean. But that's like, oh right. But little, you know, just like so. The thing about so I when I started doing, I taught myself to read and I taught myself to arrange, and that's what and I love doing it now. But being able to read music doesn't make you a better musician. I've never thought that. We work with some musicians who don't really read very well, but. But what it does is it opens up a lot more doors. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you can turn up to a gig and just go, there's the dots, just, I can play it. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't make you at the core a better musician, but no. it does, as I say, it does does really it help. Helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it helps oh, me course, because yeah. I can now... So we did uh, we did a Bond gig as like the sort of house band, like the show band, and the lady singer turned up with just a load of charts an hour before we had to start. So I'm having to go through them and just being able to sort of see the geography of something and work out bits and pieces, you know, just yeah, yeah. It, it really helps. But as I say, it doesn't necessarily make you a better 
better core musician, a better player. Yeah. Mm. Well, especially if, you, if you've got someone turn up and playing that straight. I mean, it's such an iconic start to a song. And, it I mean, and, but, and it's also the first song, so as soon as he's done it, he's like, oh, fucking oh, hell. We're in for a gig now. Did the yeah. rest of the band come in straight? No, <laughs> of course the they song. didn't. But you get to, I mean, there's always horror stories, aren't there? I remember, <laughs> I remember one time we were doing... That would be funny. Uh, be great, we it? did uh, a Lady Antebellum song as a first dance. This isn't a bad musician thing. This is just an accident thing. And somehow our keyboard player had knocked a transpose button on his Nord oh, keyboard. Yeah, yeah. So it starts <laughs> off like... Da, 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 da. And then the whole rest of the band come in, but they're coming in the right key. Oh, and he's... He's seventeen, it, but he's going, but I'm playing, what's, yeah, I'm playing the right then. thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, there'll always be little things like yeah, that, yeah. won't there? I mean, that transpose button is a right pain. It can be brilliant, funny. but... That's what I mean, yes. I think some people... Like, I remember I dealt with a band once and literally... There'd be like it'd be a song like Shape of You, which is only like a four chord wonder anyway, mm. isn't it? And they'd be like, "What key do you want to do it in?" And I'll be like, um, "Well, we normally do it in. I normally do it in A or G sharp or mm-hmm. A flat mm. or whatever." And um, they'd be like, "Yeah, no problem." And they both, the bass player and the guitar player, had pedals. You can get a pedal. Yeah, I which, know someone who's got can, one yeah, of these. Yeah, you can get like pedals, yeah, yeah. which literally just yeah. whatever sound coming out, it just takes it down by obviously the yeah. frequencies of semitone tone. What? Yeah, 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 like that. So they went, yeah, no worries. I mean, it sounded terrible, but <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine how that would sound yeah, good. Yeah. Like yeah, a, a modulation. Yeah, because you're all like, meant in the, the actual sound of. Yeah, yeah. It's a I bit like because I, I always find good. like if you're on Logic or something, you're trying to. S- Repitch a guitar or something. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't sound right, does it? I don't, no, I don't know why. Be. Compared to a vocal, which sounds, mm. it feels easier to do. And the problem is, then, oh, so then, it's not going to be as good as like Melodyne in post production, is it? No, it's, and, no then, yeah, and then it's real time. Playing thing. something, you're pushing it down by like a fifth or something. Mm. If you if you play a low F or a low E, it's going to mm. be inaudible, isn't yeah. it? You know, mm. so. Yeah. Well, this is one of the reasons I got a five-string bass is because it was you such need, a pain you, in the ass. You need a five-string. I was think for. I think nowadays, if you're a gig musician, you need to have a five-string bass. Yeah. Like, you know, for a, a lot of these things, yeah, Spe- especially so. if you. I don't know if you're a reader, but if you are a reader, you definitely need a five-string yeah. bass because I'm so, not a great reader. No, but, but there's so many mean, things yeah. with like low E flats and Ds in yeah, that yeah. you, you yeah. need to. Well, it's different from the days of you know the old session musicians who used yeah, to go yeah. to tune down all the time before yeah, yeah. the five string bass was invented. Well, so, thing, I, I was just wondering <laughs> yeah, when, we can't do that. <laughs> when that when the five string bass become a thing because oh, I think it was I, I don't know exactly. I'd have to Google. I it, mean, not when I it, think was it was invented, like, but like in when in, when did that become a standard thing? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But five is the most. If someone turns up with a six string guitar, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, oh, <laughs> I do you, love a six string, but no, in, there's a time and a place. Just, you know, they're just going to want to wank over everything up the top. They are. They are. That's. Definitely not that kind. That's of the only reason. Yeah, you get some. But I think bass is such an interesting instrument, mm. isn't it? Because, I, like, we're lucky that our bass player is amazing, and he's mm. he's technically so good, but stays pretty faithful. And I think that's yeah, the yeah. line, especially as a bass yeah. player, you're always treading, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You are the bass player. You need to play the root notes. Only experience can really bring you that. As yeah, well. yeah. You need yeah, to play yeah. the root notes, but yeah. especially if you are technically mm. able. Yeah. It's so tempting to not just play that as well. Mm, so mm. staying within that tasteful realm whilst playing, yes, yeah, so. it's, it's knowing the context you're in as well. Yeah, like yeah. obviously, with your band feel it's much more sort of like you're improvising little bits here and there. I might yeah. take a solo now and again, stuff like that. Mm. But in other bands, you know, you have to. When I've done sessions for pop artists, for example, yeah. you can't deviate. No, of course no, not. It's, it's on the track, you know. Yeah, what I mean? it's, it's, but when you hear yeah. a recording, when you hear like "Get Lucky," for example, mm. like. Uh, is that Nathan East on bass for that song? Yeah, Someone is, yeah. you know, he's like the most amazing bass player in the he's world, but a lot of time he's like, dong, 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 yeah. and he's just playing mm-hmm. crotchets because yeah. that's what the song needs. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think it's kind of almost that's um, exactly it. It's what it needs. That's yeah, the, being that's a important. being a good musician, yeah. just in general, is kind of knowing not. Kind of knowing what not to play yeah, rather than yeah. what to play. Yeah. Save your licks for your yeah. Instagram reels. And it's the drummer. <laughs> it's the, yeah. Instagram, yeah. it's the drummer thing as well, isn't it? Of like volume I mean you guys have it with limiters mm. and stuff we're lucky that we've got a really quiet like sensitive drummer who plays with us all the time and it really helps us but it's that thing of like playing to the room playing yeah. to the like you get mm. the occasional depths I mean not anymore but back in the day you mm. get guys who seem to think they're on a stadium gig when you're in a tiny little room yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. we had that a couple of times at Hard Rock with a you can't help it it just but... happens doesn't it and, yeah, yeah. and it's sort of it's not not their fault because they should know better but Mm. Yeah, it's that thing of maybe they've been on a ship where they've just been on ears or, you know what I mean, and it doesn't matter how loudly mm. they play, but yeah. as soon as you get into a place like that, it's like, well, look at your surroundings and you want to create a, 
a, a, a good musical sound. But as soon as the drums are too loud, mm. everything else then has to go up yeah, to yeah. match it. Well, yeah, that's, and, that, and then the mm. vocals then have to go up to come above that. And before mm. you know it, everything, you're just creating such a... So it's, it's having that sensitivity and trying to, yeah. you know, trying to create the best sound yeah. as a band possible, not just you as a, a mm. solo musicianist going, oh, this is going to be a great gig for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, mm. that, that fighting again. I mean, because I do sound yeah. as well for our band. Mm. Um, so fighting against the drum kit, it can be difficult. I mean, I must admit, so uh, our drummer Josh, he recently invested in a really good electronic yeah. drum kit. And it does make a huge difference. Because actually, it, they do sound pretty good now. Yeah, like, like the, the they're much better than they were. I remember when they yeah, were like, first Yeah, there's some out. of those new rolling ones. There's a venue around here um, who have lots of, I don't know if you've heard Oxnead Hall, you might have. Oh, yeah, might yeah. Have yeah. I think we Yeah, like they've had a lot, of, a lot of sound issues over the year with neighbours and stuff, and they've invested in like a top-of-the-range Roland, and you know have to use it if you right. play there. Okay, you well, know, that's part of that, which you don't mind, because you, no, know, you yeah. know ahead of time. Um, and a lot of the venues are suggesting electric drum kits, because obviously you can control, we're lucky as we've got quite a quiet drummer, but if you haven't, it can be yeah. a nightmare, oh, can't it? Absolutely. And, yeah. and so a lot of these venues are having... Um, these limited speaker systems installed, yeah, yeah. which which compress at a certain point. Yeah. So, mm. um, you know, if you've got a loud drummer acoustically, yeah. you can only push the rest of the band, or especially the vocals, up to a certain level, yeah. you know, before it compresses. So if yeah. the, before you know it, you're on a hiding to nothing. It's just going to be all yeah. kit. We had an absolute nightmare with one of those before Christmas, and it was to do with their first dance. Oh, was it really? So, yeah, so it was a limited system... Um, and I'd done a sound chip with a band and it sounded really good, right? So I managed to get to a level, but there was like a sort of system you had to turn it, turn this knob to a, a different setting to get mm. um, just normal audio for yeah. it, so not the yeah. band. But there was no one in, in-house to kind of help us do it. Yeah, so they, like we're, we're kind of fiddling around and it's like it's, it just sounded horrible. So I mm-hmm. pressed play on the, the track for them to do the first dance. And it was one of them, like, the big grand unveiling of, uh, oh. you know, the couple. And they were standing there. And, it's, and I've pressed play, and all I can hear is... I'm like, what's going on? So I'm looking at the track. It's like it's playing normally. But it's yeah. because the setting wasn't prop- like yeah. right, yeah, yeah. and it was compressing the sound so much mm-hmm. that you couldn't hear anything. And, of, of course, probably, I mean, the couple, unless they were musicians, they probably thought... Well, that's, that's something you've done, right? Yeah, you've yeah, yeah. Well, they don't, yeah. Like yeah. we were saying earlier, like Joe Public don't understand so much of that side of things. And it's we get it a lot around here um, because obviously a lot of the places we play are like barns. It's nearly always a barn. And, and what, yeah. But I, I sort of get it from both sides because it's frustrating from our side because we're being employed by <laughs> a client to perform music for them, okay? Mm. And you perform music and it's going to have a volume level, isn't it? And now these venues have sprung up maybe in the middle of a sleepy village, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, and now every Friday and Saturday night, there's loud music going on till midnight. You can maybe understand why yeah, yeah. Mm. the elderly person who lives next door has an issue with that. Yeah. But the, pro- but the problem, I guess, lies with who's given them permission to do this in the first in place. In the first place, yeah. What, what enforcement has taken place. So it's sort of... It's sort of no one's fault in in that way, but yeah. everyone loses. Like, and the problem is, it always we're the one who's always bad. Well, the thing is, as well, the law is. I actually briefly studied this in law. Um, it's on the side of uh, the residents who want to um, keep the peace as well, because it doesn't matter if someone moves to the sound, even if they move to it, knowing full well that there's a venue next door. Yeah, they have the rights. Yeah, um, and and it's it's yeah. also hard because, as you say, Joe Public doesn't understand. So some venues will say. Um, in their contract, it'll be like, um, just be aware that there's a 90 decibel sound limit. Mm-hmm. That, who knows what 90 decibels no. means? I mean, yeah. I don't really even know what it is, no. but, you know, I know that it's quiet. I'm pretty sure it's louder than that. That's why, but, you know what I mean? Like, it is. There was, yeah, yeah. I know that it's quiet, but someone who's getting married who's never had anything to do wouldn't know. So they'll be like, oh, course, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And then yeah. it comes to the day, and the music's so quiet through their system, and they're going, yeah. can you turn it? And we're like, we can't. We can't. Yeah, yeah. And you're the one who looks bad. It's something that I feel like venues should really stipulate. Um, yeah, because often they don't. Really but they're put, not going to want yeah. to because no, of course, they, they yeah, don't want to lose the booking because they oh, well, if I tell you it's going to be X, you know, something going to be. This and maybe ninety percent of the time, people are so pissed that they don't care. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But there, there will always be that one who's mm. like, well, we had. I think we had one last year, one complaint out of out of ninety odd weddings last year, and it was that right. the music wasn't loud enough. Oh, that uh, loud we enough. asked you to turn it up, but you wouldn't. 
yeah. And I'm like, well, we couldn't. Yeah, like, like physically, mm, we could because it was yeah. going through one of those limit yeah, systems. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't turn it up. Like, yeah. it's it's not. And you say, well, the venue wouldn't let us. They're like, yeah, but you're the band. It's like, yes. Yeah, but yeah, it's a difficult one because, like I said, unless you, unless the person booking you really understands, yeah. You can't yeah. put it across to them, you know. No. And like I said, who yeah. knows what 90 decibel is? I, yeah. I, I don't know. And you sort of say to them, just, you know, especially there's some venues around here who I'll say if, if they're booking us for the album, just let you know it is limited. Yeah. So we're not going to be really loud. And some of them it doesn't matter because you're in a small room, but some yeah. of them you're in a big room some and, actually, it's ni- and it's 90 decibels yeah. and you're like, and you can hear the people's feet dancing uh, on the floor. And it's, oh, yeah, it's awful, yeah, it's just. It? Yeah. I mean, I remember when we'd done our first gig back um, after COVID, I think it was, it was a venue down in... Lewis and um, they said oh we have to keep the the volume to like 65 dB or something was that the one I was on the gig with no I don't don't know if I'm that was in Lewis it might have been the same venue but um, it might have been pre pre you but um, yeah, it was it was ridiculous because like you can. I mean, obviously we use an electric drum kit, but mm. you could just. You but could that hear must be sixty. Tapping. That must be sixty dB, not in the room. Like we've had ones where it's seventy dB, but down the road. What well, is the thing? I mean? So like, oh, I we're, see, we're yeah. playing. That's, but that's it, maybe what they don't understand. But it was, it was a traffic light system. So like, I'm. And that's the other yeah. thing. I hate them systems because like you, you can't enjoy the gig. Them. Yeah, yeah. You're just playing and watching. I want to actually check how how loud, like the equivalent of. Uh, well, even us just talking here is. I don't know how loud that is. How much were we saying? Ninety decibels equivalent. Yeah, but a hairdryer isn't it meant to be like? Yeah, so, but that. I mean that's you got a full band. You know, yeah. you got drums, bass, keys, mm. guitar, vocal. You know, yeah. just singing alone is going to be just as loud as a hairdryer. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's just such a difficult one, isn't it? It's yeah. equal to the sound of normal conversation. Mm. So how is that possible? It's not oh, no, possible. Sorry, sixty is, is oh, normal 60. conversation. Well, that makes sense because so when we were playing, you could hear people talking over the band. Yeah, yeah, ninety is but closer then, to a lawnmower or a hairdryer. Yeah, but then when you're playing and then suddenly people start joining, singing or clapping, that pushes the things going through the roof. Yeah, yeah. It knocks also your, with the bass, it's really off. difficult because I remember there was one venue where every time I hit, um, I think it was a D or something. Yeah, um, it boomed. Yeah. because of the nature of the venue yeah, yeah, yeah. and it happens sticks. a lot with bass because of the nature of like say for example yeah. if I'm playing in here there's going to be certain notes that are going to really resonate yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember I had to spend the whole gig being really mindful of every time I played that note I had to like hold back yeah, you had to mute quite it. considerably so Uptown Funk was a nightmare you know yeah. you can imagine can like, you just change the key um, <laughs> yeah can you just change it for me yeah, and it's hard because like, like, I, I don't as a vocalist, I really struggle with just in ears. I don't know if anyone else mm. is the same. Yeah, like I prefer I, it without. I, yeah. I, I generally have one in with a little bit in it and a wedge. And that's perfect that's exactly for me because I, yeah. I have a little bit of my own voice and I can hear the room. It's not loud, it's not damaging, but I, and then a wedge so I can hear the room. And yeah. I like that. Yeah. I struggle with two ears in for that, like, like yeah, occlusion I, thing, I think they call yeah, it, yeah. where you can hear like, like ngong, 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 yeah. in your voice yeah. when you're singing. So I like a bit of that. Some bands are more than happy to just everyone go in mm. and ears, electric mm. junket and stuff, which that, which is fine. But I... Mm. Yeah, I sort of I struggle with personally. A little my my bit preference is definitely a monitor, and I'll, I'll have yeah. one in and then one because yeah. obviously the drum kit is slightly loud. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't I don't want to be loud. It's just mm. having you need to be able to hear the room. That na- there's yeah, nothing yeah. that can replace that natural sound of the room, oh, however yeah. much reverb and you want. And the atmosphere as well. Like you want to take in the atmosphere as yeah. well of what's. I don't happening. feel like I'm on the gig. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that's the thing. You know, sometimes you're so. I mean, I don't use them like fully noise cancelling earphones, but I have to have them out slightly. You yeah. know, because I mean, what if something's going wrong out front and you don't yeah. know, and you've got people like looking and you think, oh, well, that's what's one of the reasons there? I decided, like, mm. we always have an engineer for our gigs now. And I just like, of course, yeah. after years of doing it myself, I was Makes like, sense. first of all, I don't want to be carrying stuff yeah, around yeah. anymore. And mm-hmm. secondly, I don't want to be worrying about, you know, the sound out, out front. Out I just front. want to come in, do my thing, and then go home. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you're working a lot and you're doing all the behind the scenes stuff, there's a lot to be said for that. And yeah, I could earn another. 350, 400 quid per gig if I did it myself. Mm-hmm. But actually, in the long run... The stress of it. And, yeah, I'd yeah. rather not. I think that's what yeah. I'm getting to now because I do yeah. all that myself. It's a lot of work. It's, but it's it also is. such a leap to then pay someone because I'm saying it 350, is, yeah. 400 quid, but that's pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. For someone who's really good. We're lucky yeah. around here. I've got a few people who are really good, but that's cheap. But as soon as you go, I want a sand guy for a gig, you're going to be paying five, 600 quid. Yeah. And that's a big... To then it's, put on top to earn the same amount of money. Yeah, mm. yeah, it is. It is a leap, and it does drive your prices up. And mm-hmm. then, then it's like, is it worth doing? Because you know, you might not get as many bookings. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is such a balancing act. Um, quoting in general for for wedding bands is really difficult because, like we were saying earlier, the the spectrum of what people expect. Yeah. to pay, 
and um, you know what they think they're getting and value for money is so wild. Yeah, and people are really uneducated on what it costs. Like, yeah. so they'll see. What was it you were saying earlier about the percentage to outlay? So I think yeah. I, I think I put a post there just because I was interested, and I sort of put what what percentage of your wedding budget would you expect to um, spend on a band? And the most popular answer was between fifteen and twenty percent. Hmm. Okay, and then my next post was, how much would you expect to spend on a band? And the average was £1,000. Right. So if both of those marry up and that's true, it's saying that an average wedding would cost £6,000, when we all know an average wedding costs plus 20 to 30 is an, is yeah. an average, especially around here. Yeah. So it's that thing of people don't have a, quite have a grasp on the, the cost yeah. of it. And I was saying to you earlier, so if I'm... We, so our, if our average price for a local gig in Norfolk is 1800 plus fat, you know, mm-hmm. don't mention the V word, but you have to. Yeah. Um, you know, now, so I'm paying another five people out of that mm-hmm. um, and the sound engineer. Yeah. Then, so when it comes down to it, you're not making, you're not making huge amounts yourself, no. you know. So it's, mm. yeah, it's not a, like I'm, you, you're really ripping people off. You know, you've got to pay, if you want the good people, you've got to pay them at least 200 quid, you know. Of course you do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. that. And also, I think generally speaking, I mean, you know, people run these, these well, <laughs> I say that, but people, you, you guys and people that run the bands that I'm definitely included in are very honest people. You know, you're very upfront, very transparent. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just one of the, I also really care what people think of me of course, as well, like, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is a bit of a, a negative trait in some ways, but I would much rather, I'd much rather overpay someone or over deliver for yeah, someone and want yeah. them to enjoy the experience rather than yeah. you know the other side of things because there's so many people who literally will go I'm going to put my band out for three grand who can do it or you can do it or this person mm. can do it yeah they'll be fine together here's a rough set list go yeah, and do yeah. it you know yeah. Yeah. those scratch well, bands I'll, scare the hell out of me yeah scratch bands but I mean <laughs> ultimately this industry is, is based on reputation yeah, yeah you know, of course which yeah. is why you know we call that ear candy because they're mm-hmm. only paying their musicians what 180 a gig or something and then they're mm-hmm. taking probably a couple of grand and for not very high quality and not being honest know, about it so yeah. scratch bands I, it's not that the musicians aren't high quality it's more yeah. that the actual they're just throwing together bands yeah, that will, yeah, yeah. I've know, always had the thinking that a random I've track. always had the thinking that it shouldn't matter how much you take so if there's a gig and I take 10 grand from it mm. as long as I'm paying everyone fairly yeah. Yeah, it yeah, actually course, shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't matter yeah. how, mu- no, how no, much no. how much I take in that sense as long as as long as everyone's being paid fairly that's what I mean yeah. for the yeah, 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 for, yeah. For, the, for the kind of gig and what it, I know like it's, it's different around here so we pay our guys like 180 quid a gig but literally most of the gigs are 20 minutes from their house yeah. down the road so it's yeah. a very it's a very yeah. different there's, different thing to you guys balance, getting yeah. 250 300 but you've got to drive two hours and yeah, then yeah. stay and do this bits and pieces so yeah. it's, yeah. it's a slightly different animal but yeah as long as you're paying everyone fairly and you're doing it and that's why i say we've we've had pretty much the same band together for mm. 10 years because well, it, it proves in the pudding that. right yeah yeah no, yeah yeah, I mean, there's, there's uh, it, the pricing thing's always been a massive debate because, I mean, you see it all the time, especially like the Facebook depth groups and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. someone puts up, oh, you know, doing it, I need a, a bass player or a guitarist for 100 quid tonight, two hour mm. set. And people kick off about mm. it. You know, you shouldn't be doing it for this money. You're, mm. you know, you're lowering the, the um, you know, the, how much people should be paying. Yeah. But I always think if, if you're happy to take 100 quid and it's, 15 minutes down the road but so I mean I, if someone said to me I've, I've got a gig in, in Norwich Town Centre it's 120 quid on yeah. a Tuesday night you're going to take, yeah, it, you're gonna take it but then not. if someone's like I've got a gig in London on a Saturday night I'm not going to do it for less than then you're not 400 yeah, do you know course, what I mean yeah, but yeah. So, it's, so it's a sort of horses for costing and the problem is you'll always find your level you'll always find people who are willing to do things just like you'll always find bands who are willing to do stuff for less money yeah. but generally it's not always the way but generally you'll always find your level with the level of performance that yeah. you mm. that you get for that money mm-hmm. so i think you just have to be confident and uh, we always took that stand like we're a lot more expensive than other bands around here and as i said there probably aren't any other like full-time professional bands but i'm happy with the pricing because i know what we deliver i know the quality with it. I, so i think we're still value for money for what you get we what you offer. pay for yeah and, and yeah. i think you have to yeah. and actually do you know what sometimes charging a bit more gives people confidence. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's that premium confidence yeah. of like, rather than getting a band for 700 quid, you're paying two grand, but people know they're going to get something good. You yeah. know, like anyone, if I got someone to come fix my door, mm. front door, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Mike down the road might do it for 70 quid, but I can mm-hmm. get a proper company in for 300 quid and I know it's going to be done properly. And yeah. 
It yeah. is that thing of, yeah, yeah. confidence. It's like when you go to a supermarket and you see two items. Yeah. I'll, or, I'll, or a psychology, shop. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it is psychology. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes, like a tipping point or yeah, something. it's like you've either got a low range, a mid range mm. or a high range. And actually mm. most people will probably go from the mid to high I will. Like if I'm buying 10 range. tomatoes, I'm not going to get the economy. No, ones, you're not going to get the 10p ones. They're probably exactly the same. But yeah. as you say, it's just that, it's yeah. just that psyche. Yeah, isn't yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it's, it's all, it's all mental. <laughs> so, yeah. so, mental. Mental. Yeah, mental, mate. So apart from the JRB band, or JRB. Um, you have also set up quite a few. I mean, does it all fall under the same umbrella? Because you've set up a few other like, theatre shows. I mean, and... at, at the minute, I guess it does. But yeah, I guess eventually the point, the hope is that it won't. So um, I also run an Ibiza orchestra. Yeah, which, I need to which, ask this sounds about this. Bloody which awesome, I, so I put way. this together in lockdown when I didn't have anything to do. So I, I wrote all the arrangements while obviously no one could work. And we did like one outdoor concert and it went, you know, really well. And since then we've done quite a few. We've been to like Marrakesh. We did one in the middle of the desert and a few. That's bit, the one. I need, I need and a few, and a few bits and pieces. That. But I've never, I've never really pushed it because I haven't had the time. But this year I'm hoping to push it. We've just got a really good promo and I'm hoping to push it more and more. So, and that's great. Like it, it's the perfect kind of music for me anyway, because a lot of them are pop songs, four yeah. chord songs, yeah, six yeah. chord songs. Yeah. But, adding that orchestration to them is really great and having 30 people on stage oh, make, yeah. making that noise. So that's, Good luck getting them in a van. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just really expensive so it's hard to get the gigs. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? So, I mean, so many people. I mean, that's, that's such a great thing to be able to start up. It's pretty... I what, wish what I, I find sort of amazing about it is the fact that you've thought of that and gone, yeah, I'm going to try that. Just make it happen. Rather yeah. than thinking, oh, there's so many people, I've got to organise this, 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 this and this. You're actually yeah. thinking... I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do I guess it. I've always been like that. And like from the arranging side of things, I'm, I'm self-taught on that. So I didn't yeah, yeah. ever play an instrument or something. I just, I just, when I started going to music, I've always guess, been quite musical and I used to just listen to songs and I'd listen to the individual instruments. And then I'd be like, well, you can put that down. So I work out all the drums does like, so that's a, on the stave, that's an F and a C, F and a C and the hi-hat's going, so that's on the G stave, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, that's, and so it's just a thing. And then eventually over time you get better at it and you hear things and your knowledge of harmony gets better. And I always say like my musical knowledge is probably grade one in some areas because I've never had to worry about it. You know what I mean? But really advanced in other areas, you know, and I, I really enjoy that side of, I really enjoy the fact that I can listen to a song, I can write it down and I can give 30 people a piece of paper and Mm. they'll just, you'll play it back and it's mm. sort of like magic really. That's pretty it? bloody cool, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. where, you know, being able to read music comes yeah. into its own. Because, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if for me, if, if you say like, Phil, can you come and do a gig with us? I'd be like, okay, what are the, what are the yeah, songs? Yeah, what are the songs, yeah. But, but mm. I wouldn't be and able what to, keys are you doing? And what key? I mean, yeah. And I'd just go, okay, I'll just learn mm. them by yeah. ear. But if you want exact parts and mm. arrangements, and I suppose you do need to but be But you know to, what it is? It's, it's, it's a lot easier than you think mm, mm. because especially a guitarist, especially as a guitarist, for a guitarist, I will normally write mostly chords. Yeah. So a part will have mostly chords on, mm. maybe a few little like rhythmic slashes. So if they're hits, you know, right. stuff like that. Mm. And then if there are already in individual riffs, I'll write the riffs out. But I wouldn't expect anyone to come up and just read that riff. Yeah. I'd expect you to look at the chart and go, okay, chords, yeah. chords, chords. Oh, there's a riff. What's that? Practice it a few times. Work okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And it, and like for drummers as well, like I'm not expecting them to play every single kick drum that you know little offbeat syncopated kick drum that's on that chart. I'm expecting them to look at it and go, okay, that's the rough groove. It's just a standard groove. Okay, that's the bit where the snare drops out. There's a stop there. I've got four bars and nothing, and then I come back in. You know what I mean? So it's more that you can see, you can just see the song on a bit of paper rather than yeah. playing, every, especially for a function, rather than play, it's not like a classical gig, rather than playing every single note on this, like a bass yeah. part as well. Yeah. I would write the bass part, but the bass player would go, okay, that's dunk. So it's just that. Okay, I know the song now. You know what I mean. And so it's not. So that that's the beauty of being able to do it. Mm. Yeah, just it just makes sure everyone's on the same page. So it's not like 
it's, I think a lot of people have that who aren't readers have that fear of like having to be stuck to a part. <laughs> but it actually, it actually isn't that. It just gives it just you gives you a structure. Yeah, and especially like if you were doing a gig with us, and I'm like, here's the first dance, and I'll just do what I call a cheat sheet. So I'll have all the chords in yeah. with any stops, the form and stuff, so you can just go away and you just know that when we play it all, someone's not going to go to the middle eight at the wrong time and all those yeah, sort yeah. of just like little things. And it's, yeah, yeah it just it just keeps a little bit more order to it, and it's still free. And that's why I like the Ibiza Orchestra thing. The songs are only four chord songs, most of them. So a lot of people at the rhythm section are doing sort of what they want to a certain mm. degree, but then you add that orchestration on top of it. Mm. It just makes a sound. Yeah, it's it just really awesome. cool. Yeah, it's really good. Quite I love a sound, it. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I still like get impressed by there. like having yeah. brass on the gig. You know, like sax and <laughs> yeah. trumpet. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. But to have because you, get so, you, you just get so used to just it being... Five yeah. of you, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. so just, yeah, just talking about that Marrakesh gigs, I mean... Where do you even start with that? Because <laughs> as I understand, well, did, was, you, did you kind of, <laughs> did you put it on yourself or did someone go, right? No, no. So first of all, I would say that it probably wasn't, wasn't worth it. <laughs> was it not? But I mean, for the experience it was, and it was amazing. But actually, like when you look at the amount, so I had to do like 10 bespoke orchestra arrangements for it, for the client. It was basically someone came to me because the thing with the Ibiza Orchestra is I put it together. I've never pushed it ever. Um, we've done some gigs because people have come to me and like, I know you do it, can you do this? Um, there's a few established in the country who do tours already yeah, and they're yeah. amazing. Um, but someone, yeah, just someone came to us and said, you know, we've got this thing. It was for obviously some very rich person having a big party like in the middle of the desert. Um, you do. We need some bespoke arrangements, of course, because I'm a ranger, I can do that as well, which is quite a good side of it. Yeah, and it just came that, and then, yeah, we ended up, 30 of us ended up going out, and it was, it was mad, like, I mean, it was absolutely mad. Just the logistics on that alone. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean, like, if I did it again, I'd have to have a tour manager, like, I can't, and the, what, the thing, musicians are the worst, aren't they? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, the amount of times that I just hear Joe, and, and I'd just be like, have you checked the email, the very detailed email yeah, I sent yeah. you, which answers every single question you could ever <laughs> yeah. want answered. Oh, mate, yeah. Because I think I'm, I'm probably that rare, rare mix of, being musical but also being quite organised and that practical, admin yeah. side pra- yeah practical mm. side of things as well whereas yeah. there's a lot of amazing musicians who you know would play the shit have absolutely anything but yeah, yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't you want trust you wouldn't trust them. to be in the right place at the right time yeah yeah you? I've seen that before I mean I've, there's so many stories of, of that kind of thing but I think it, again it's experience for, yeah. for people who are not like I'm definitely not naturally that organised mm. you know I mean the other day there was a family meal which I found out about an hour before we went. Um, <laughs> like I'm that kind of person usually. Yeah. But with music, it's had to be like, right, this is a diary. This is this is yeah. yeah. It's it's over the years you learn. Oh shit, I've gone to the you know wrong and venue. The more, and the more you work with people, the more people like all the guys who work with us. I would say no. When you say no, what expected of them sounds a bit strict, but it's not. But they know what the of gig course, is. Yeah. They know that they'll mm. get this information at this point. They'll get any charts they need. Everything yeah, will be yeah. there. There's recordings as well. They can do that. And the, and the thing is, I like to think that I'm happy to do all the work. Yeah. You know, for them to just come up and just play. Mm. So I take. I I like to take away all the things mm. that I can, you know, and take that on myself because I'd rather take that on because yeah. I know that I can control it. Yeah, of course, I, I, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Because it it's difficult to let go of something or just to make sure it's going to happen. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, musicians especially are an absolute nightmare for working <laughs> with in that capacity yeah. because especially if you're running a band or you're organising something like that, you do need both sides of, of the coin you need yeah. to be a musician and understand that musicians just want to play and have fun and yeah. it's yeah, all yeah. over a track but yeah. the business side of you needs to go okay mm. you can do that mm. but you're going to follow my yeah, lead on this because you have and, to remember yeah. that what I try and do is forget that I'm in the the musical the events industry in that in that sense and you know, it is it is a business. You're making a transaction, so you're delivering them a product that they want, and you yeah. you know, so you sometimes have to take that musical side out of it completely yeah. because, although that is important, it's not the most important. You know as well as I do that you could turn up to a gig with loads of like ropey musicians, and as long as you pay bright side at the end, seventy yeah. percent of the clients <laughs> wouldn't care. And it sounds horrible, but they wouldn't, would they? No, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So you've you've just you've got to be aware of that. So you've got to be aware of how important everything else is yeah. you know and the, the music is a major part of it but it's not the only part of it but going back to what you said about musicians like I would rather have a musician who's not so technically capable 
Mm. But has learned everything or can play everything properly, turns up, has a good attitude, yeah. rather than someone who's amazing, like world class, mm. but it's like, well, I'm not going to, don't need to learn the songs that much, you know what I mean? I might mm. be a bit late there. That's actually much more yep. important for the whole band, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and I'm sure you've come across it as well. Yeah. You'll, you'll have depths or you've, you've depths on a gig with a scratch band or whatever band. You're like, this guy's an actual monster, his solos and his playing. and it, But yeah, he keeps missing going to the middle at the wrong time, missing the endings mm. and all this sort of stuff. It's the most it's, frustrating thing in the world because you know they're capable of being yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing on that gig, but they're not using themselves. They, and the they also potential. maybe don't need to because they just float through and people keep booking them because they are great musicians. But Yeah, because people come up at the end and say, that solo you did, yeah, that yeah, was exactly, amazing. Yeah. But yeah. in reality, you're kind of, the rest of the band yeah. are feeling a bit shortchanged. And yeah, and no, I night, definitely think know? like having a, a kind of harmony within the band is, mm. is more important. Yeah. Just... Mm. Yeah, like you said, just I'd rather have someone that just fit in. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so it's so much more important. We, yeah, I see it quite a bit. We have people who play with us who aren't as technically good as other people who could play with us, but I'd much rather have them in the band because I know it's going to be less hassle. They look like they're enjoying it more. You know, all the all those side of things, and the look mm. is important, as you know as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can't you can't you can't have people up there looking down. People got to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I must yeah. I must cheer up on gigs. <laughs> Got to smile a bit more. <laughs> now, that's one thing I noticed recently is that you know it's it's um, now I'm starting to get to the to back to the realm of running um, my own bands or co-running them. Um, you notice more and more things like energy, things like interaction yeah. with mm-hmm. the audience, things like you know interaction between band members. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's someone you know who's uh, I don't know not lost, but if someone's you know just they're not feeling that particular thing and they're having a bit of a struggle, another mm. band member sort of like just helping them out a little bit. And yeah, gigs yeah. and, and, gigs and like audience that. is so different as well as you yeah. know. Like you can turn you can turn up one day and you'll play a gig and everyone will be loving at the classroom yeah. before they'll be loving mm. you interacting, yeah, yeah. and you can play exactly the same the next day. <laughs> And there'll be a few people on the yeah, dance floor maybe not really paying attention yeah, to you. So yeah. it's not an exact science. And you, you've just got to know that you're doing everything that you're doing to the best of your ability. Mm. And, and and you know that eventually that will... Did you ever do any, like, uh, busking or anything like that? No, no. no? It's just... Um, no, it's just... I've always, as I say, I've always been just just a singer, and then I just picked up that musical mm. side of thing. I don't play anything like, as mm. I say, I know where the chords are on a keyboard, yeah, but I would never yeah. play, never yeah. play live. Yeah. And I went into that side of thing. As I say, I used to be a graphic designer, which I still do for the band and the yeah. shows, which is actually a really good, yeah. good skill to skill. Yeah, to they still, kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I still have so yeah. all the promo stuff, especially yeah. for yeah, the yeah, shows I do, the posters yeah. and all that sort of things. But now I sort of. Yeah, very much come from a bit a bit of a strange background. It's, it's really compared to, compared to yeah, yeah. everyone else who I've worked with. Yeah, sort of a yeah. sort of a yeah, just a strange. It's so fascinating because like a lot of the stuff that you're talking about now and you've learned from from various parts of of your life and your experiences in music and beyond, you know, we'd have got from different places. Yeah, mm. and that's what I find interesting about that is is you know we, you were just talking about um, like uh, still when you're doing a gig and then sometimes it can go down really well we play exactly the same thing it doesn't go down so well you know when I was busking I learned that it's really about how much you're enjoying it between the band and then that and will project yeah so I do I do the odd solo gig not mm. very many but I do one up a holiday place up the road once every week mm. every other week or something and I like the gigs if the crowd are good. If the mm. crowd aren't good, there's nothing worse than being up there on your own. On your own. Thinking, I'm fucking yeah. shit. You know, <laughs> no, you do, you start, but you, you do, do, you yeah. start down yourself. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if there's a gig and there's no one dancing, there's six of you, you can just, mm. you know, yeah, just mess so, yeah. around, have a joke, exactly. you know, stuff like that. So I don't think I could do it on my own, I'll no, be honest. It's, it's really, yeah. it's really, I find it really mm. hard and I, I don't really ever do it, which mm. then that's why I much prefer the... Yeah, of course. And I, as I say, I just love the fact that everyone comes together and playing their individual mm. things, but you come together to make like mm. one... And what's better than playing some music with your mates? Like, exactly, yeah. You know, and, and like we're yeah, yeah, so we've been together. Like we did our like Christmas do, and there were like forty of us there who played with the band throughout mm. the year, various singers and from different shows and bits and pieces. And it was so, yeah, it's great. It's and good, I, you yeah. look at it and you go, oh, he's, you've sort of created that sort of little community. And yeah. say so we're lucky we're in this place where there's a lot of work, but not that many not that many bands which gives you the ability to sort of do what we do and yeah. it gives me the ability that I because I can do what I do elsewhere I couldn't put have the time that I have to put into everything and trying to start these new projects elsewhere because I'd have to be either teaching or yeah. gigging every night on my own you know that yeah. sort of thing yeah yeah nice no, it's, it's a constant um yeah you got to keep yourself driven as well and that's another question I was going to ask actually because 
obviously you started the orchestra stuff, but you've also started a, a Baccarat songbook. Yeah, yeah. So, so last year, I've got this thing where I, because I'm 40 um, in a few months, so I'm like, right, I need to start doing some stuff that, I'm, that I can just produce, I'm not in. Okay. necessarily in you know what i mean and stuff like this so um basically i and i work a lot of like warner leisure the holiday park so all over the yeah. country yeah. and i see the kind of shows that go in there so basically i hired a theater for a day and we filmed a promo for a a, a Burt Bacharach show a disco show and the james bond show all in one day using different singers the same musicians right. you know different stage dressing costumes lights and all that sort of stuff so we've now got these three promos for these three new shows. And yeah, they'll have, so they'll be like theatre things, um, say holiday parks, the old gig, especially for the disco one, that'll, go, that'll work for functions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's the route I'd like to go down, the more producing side of things. Because I really enjoy it. I love the arranging. I love putting things together. Yeah. And I'm at that stage in my life where, I, although I enjoy singing, it's not really my big passion yeah, you know yeah. I, I actually take more pride because i do a bit of MDing as well and i've MDed a few pantos and i actually love sitting there in the pit just waving my arms and i i love that side of things as much as i enjoy being up there on stage mm. you know getting applauded for singing so mm. so that's mm. that's where i sit now and also with i've said to you earlier during covid because we obviously all lost our work um i'm really best friends with a couple who were in a touring circus and um we actually got together during COVID when you couldn't perform indoors and put together this, it was a Halloween, like a family Halloween show. We put it, we did it in a big top outside, massive, like big top, like 400 seater. And we combined live music. So we had a live band, um, singers and dancers, and then circus stuff like aerial and juggling, all that sort of stuff. And it went down so well. And we're now in, this year will be our fourth year of doing that. And we've now got another two half term shows, family shows. We've got one that in a couple of weeks, one that happens every Christmas as well. And that's sort of another another thing we're doing. And again, I'm sort of in them at the minute, but I want to take a step back from being in them and just mm. produce them. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy that side of things. And it's, yeah, I think one thing you gain after doing it for a long time is what the audience want and knowing how to sort of give them what they want, you yeah. know, not just, and not even just musically. And that's another thing, like, if you're just musical, sometimes you can get really clouded in just the music, whereas you've got to see the whole picture. You've yeah. got to yeah, see, yeah. you've got to try and give the audience everything they want from the flow, you know, of the show, what songs to choose, the breaks mm. in between, when you should have this, that mm-hmm. and that. So, yeah, I really enjoy that side of things as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to put mm. together, those Oh, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine the workload. You don't of- want... Yeah, <laughs> it's just a mental work and I say to a lot of people like they're like oh it must be great you work for yourself you do a few gigs and I'm like yeah I do but <laughs> a few and, yeah. I, I, and I wouldn't change it for the world but I think the fact that it never leaves your mind and it never mm. does and I, I when I used to have a nine to five I used to go home and forget about work and go back yeah. in the morning and I sometimes miss that side of things like yeah, I, I can never I can never stop thinking about it and if I'm not doing anything like after Christmas like it was a week of nothing to do and I'm like oh, I've got to do something what's going to be next yeah. because you know I mean like I'm, I'm just you're sitting around thinking yeah, I, just, I need like, to do something yeah, yeah I need yeah. and I yeah it's just that constant like it's always with you you know yeah, it yeah. never leaves you and that's great and it's also no, it's also not not the great sometimes yeah mm. no, I, com- I completely understand mate because I'm very much in the same boat of um, I think I think if you're in any industry and it's you've got something that you're in charge of like you, it is with you all the time and that's why you know sometimes I'll sit up and I'll get an email I might wake up in the night yeah. and I'll check my phone for the time I see we've got an inquiry yeah. and I'll get back to them mm. yeah. you know at 2, mm. 3 in the morning because yeah. like you said it's, it never goes and I kind of think if I don't message back now mm. If I leave it till tomorrow, it might have gone. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and yeah, you are constantly just thinking, oh, what if I did this? Or how can I improve that? And, and I think it's trying to find other things to do as well. Like, because my other half, she's in London, she's touring at the minute. Um, so I'm here most of the time on my own. So you end up just working. So it's just finding other things. I've, mm. I've just started playing a pickleball for the last four months. So. Doing a what? Pick, a what? Playing pickleball. What's pickleball? What the hell is that? So it's like a cross between tennis and table tennis. Okay. So you oh, play you play okay. indoors on a tennis slightly smaller tennis court, okay. but you use like paddles like in table tennis, but they're bigger. 
Okay. And it's a plastic ball. And I play like three times a week now and I love it. <laughs> I've never heard of pickleball. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's the fastest growing sport in America. Is oh, this really? is yeah, what it's, everyone's it's been talking about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, probably, yeah. 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 So actually yeah. that's, and, and finding things like that are great for me because yeah. if not, I'll just sit in the house and work. Yeah. And although that yeah, is yeah. good for work, it's not good for you. You know, it's you not good for, your, house. good you for your to... head. And, and obviously yeah, yeah. when Casey's back, it's different because we do stuff. But when she's not, I just sit up and I'll just be like, I've got like, so for instance, I've got to finish the arrangements for this kid's show we've got coming up in February. I've got like one more medley to do. And then um, I've got to do all the arrangements for the disco show. We've got our first one in March. So I've done about three and I've got about 17 left to do. Um, so I've got to do that. And then, obviously, then gigs start coming back. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just just a balancing act. And I, I don't think... The dream is to find that perfect mix balance. Yeah. balance yeah, but yeah. I don't think I ever will. Because yeah. I don't think I'd be happy if I did. No, I don't think you will. <laughs> yeah, the irony is, like, is that yeah. you probably would be sitting there thinking... Oh, and I'm rubbish at going on holiday as well. Like, we went mm. for five days this year, and I'm like, yeah, five days is great. Because I, I feel I can relax for five days anymore. I'm thinking yeah. like... Oh, God, I'm yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm I don't you. like... Yeah being out the loop I just yeah. feel like I'm missing out if, on I, if I'm on, on a work. holiday or something I just want to I, I just want to get up and play somewhere like yeah. I'll be like looking out for what's it that's why I started busking one of the reasons mm. anyway but, but you it's know, amazing it's, it's like, I sometimes think like I'm so glad I'm doing what I'm doing because you like you only live once and like yeah, yeah. when I when I'm when I look back on it in 30 years time and yeah. I go well we did this and we went to Marrakesh and yeah, I ran yeah. the band and we did this it's like amazing because mm. at the end because the you know the present's so brief isn't it all you've got is your memories to a certain extent so you've got to keep doing these things you know and Mm. I'm really proud of when I look back I'll be able to look back on and go I did this and I did this and I did this have I got any money no I haven't but it doesn't matter does it (laughs) do you know what though that's that's the thing as well like I don't know if you've you probably have had these kind of conversations at gigs when you get talking to people in you know your normal jobs normal you know and not to knock them at all I mean you know some of them are amazing and some people really want to do that but Often the most heard thing, sort of for me, is I wish I did what you do. Yeah, mm. and the problem is people you know. work. A lot of people work to exist, don't yeah. they? Yeah. They work so they can earn enough money yeah. to live, and then they'll have a couple of holidays a year. But mm. but they're they're the majority of their lives. Mm. You know, if they'll they'll wake up at eight o'clock, they'll go mm. to work, they'll come home, have mm. dinner, watch some TV, go to bed again. Yeah. So that majority of their life is spent working. Now, as I say, luckily enough, my job is my passion, but it doesn't make it less of a job. Do you mm. know, to yeah. a certain extent, yeah, yeah. and it is hard in places. And you know, times that I don't want to do it, and there's mm. times that I love doing it. Yeah. And it's just mm. that, yes, yeah, that balance. And mm. I think you always want to find the balance. I don't think I ever will find the balance, <laughs> but that's it is sort of what it is. And I keep thinking, oh maybe I'm going to do this I'm going to do this I'm going to do this but yeah it's um, yeah yeah I don't know it's one day I'm just going to get it's loads of money just I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where from and I don't I won't do anything with it because I don't really care like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really so, want yeah. anything more like I'm sort no. of happy with what I've got it's I think everyone kind of everything thinks... else is a bonus right that's what I was saying like yeah. uh, I, I can't remember who I was saying this to but when you're doing something you love yeah like you say it's still a job there's still days where you don't want to do certain things but you're kind of happy with what you have and everything else is a bonus, right? Yeah, yeah and I can't... I, if someone... If I won 100 grand straight away, apart from getting my own house, mm. um, I can't really think of anything I really, like, really I'm, yeah, want. I'm like, I could do yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe a new sound card or a new Mac, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I mean, I'd buy a bass. Yeah, that's what I mean, but there's, there's nothing I'm like, oh, I need, I need yeah, this exactly. money for something. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine wanting loads more. It'd just, no. it just, it just be nice to be a bit more comfortable sometimes. Yes. I mean, so if something goes wrong, you can go, I'll just pay for that and it doesn't really matter. I, I think that's, that Little is things it. like that. Yeah. That is it, isn't it? That is it's, literally it. That's yeah, the it's that jump. I mean, you know, the days of going, oh, can I put, 20 quid in my car this week or do I have to wait until I get paid or yeah. you know not having to think about them yeah. things is is a huge weight off your mm. shoulders mm. Um, and I think that's at the stage that's luckily I'm at that stage now where I don't have to worry about money loads but I but I have inquiry during we're keeping that in yeah. <laughs> but this is that's exactly what we're talking about you know it's it is constant yeah, you know there is no kind of yeah, switch yeah. off time. Like, what is the time now? I mean, it's probably still working hours anyway. But yeah, that call could come at any time. Speaking of which, if you want to get back to it, then there's absolutely yeah. no problem. We can take a break and then. But that is one I've actually <laughs> replied to. But then it probably went to another person. Yeah, and then they're yeah. chasing that. Well, that's the thing. You're you're mm. not just dealing with one person a lot no. of the time. If ever there was a good example, 
Yeah. And that was just it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I mean, you kind of guess, uh, you kind of already given the answer of like what keeps you driven. I think it's just mm. the fact you, you can't stay still for very long. Yeah. yeah and, like and, box, I, and I love it. Like, and I'll get on stage with that Ibiza orchestra and luckily I'm lucky enough to conduct and sing a few songs when I do it. And, and like, so there's Norris Theatre Royal down the road and it's a 1300 seater theatre. And I remember just before lockdown 2019, we did a gig there and we nearly sold it out just on the back of our band and just mm. being on that stage and just that for everyone on it and everything we've done, you know, just the feeling of like, I guess, achievement. And it's not even like, I'm, I'm not that kind of like egoy front man kind of thing. That's not my, that's my vibe. But I just love the fact that you can create something like that mm. with all those people who you, you love all the musicians who you work with, all the guys behind the scenes and all that mm. stuff. And mm. yeah, I just, that, just that feeling of, being up there and that yeah just of, of achievement really and i yeah. just love doing that mm. and i'd love to do do more and yeah i'm the kind of person who someone will film a something from a gig and i'll just listen back to it like a hundred times just like yeah, yeah. listen to it either good or just picking it apart you yeah. know what i mean like <laughs> usually yeah, picking it apart yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah same yeah it's just that i just yeah i guess i'm just lucky enough to love what i do and it hopefully i'm hoping you know at this point in my life it starts to like morph into something slightly different in the mm, same industry yeah. and that's where I'm hoping to hoping to yeah. go with yeah. it and yeah it seems mm. to be yeah we're sort of getting there slowly yeah. and sure oh, yeah. well that's what I was getting to next actually is is for the future you kind of covered it but for the future what what are you what's your sort of ideal yeah well I guess I'm lucky yeah. enough that the band seems to be as busy as ever and that'll keep going and that's the constant and as I said earlier that's the sort of income from that allows me to do these other projects which hopefully will push forward mm. and we've got these other shows now which will hopefully go into like some theatres and some holiday parks and stuff like the IB through orchestra and ideally would grow and grow and grow mm -hmm. we've now got a new agent with that who are getting us some events um, I mean I, I keep having the idea of starting like a a bespoke music agency but mm. that's sort of on the back burner for a minute but because mm. the problem is i know so many especially in norfolk and suffolk so many really good people yeah and even really good you know musicians bands stuff like that but who just aren't marketed in any way and as i say there's so much work around here now yeah i think there really is room around this region don't steal my idea um <laughs> i think it really is room around this you know this region for a a really good agency along the lines yeah. not alr you know that sort of, but that sort of thing where you know you I'm, I'm putting those acts together myself yeah you're doing the promo you're doing all the branding mm. and everything like that and then you're you're putting them out yourself mm. rather than because the thing is all the agencies around here have a hundred bands yeah and you trawl through it yeah. and it's you know sharon from down the road with her mates yeah yeah Singing, <laughs> singing banana rama is that <laughs> but is that you know what i mean it's that yeah, sort yeah. of thing isn't it yeah but that's the but, you know, that's a bit of a way off, really. I just need yeah. to, mm. yeah, that's on the back do everything now. else first. Um, yeah. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, another question that I'd, I'd like to ask and, well, really, is what, what kind of advice would you give to someone starting out their own function band now? Um, I would say do things once and do them properly. Mm. Is, is a really important thing I learned. Um, I think when we started, you, you tend to scrimp a bit and, you know, especially on promo, and we were saying earlier, you, there's nothing more important than promo. It's mm. always going to be the first port of call that people see you, whether it be pictures or videos, especially on socials nowadays. So always bear that in mind. And I think the most important thing you could ever say is always like, with any any business, put yourself in the shoes of, the client, the customer, mm. who you're trying to sell it to. Don't think of it as a musician. Think of it as the person booking you who probably doesn't have a clue about music or anything like that. Yeah. Think what they're one are going to see for a band. If you're not a musician, you're looking for a band for a wedding, what are you going to see? You're going to want to see a really well-polished video with people dressed well, playing good music, stuff like well, well lit, yeah. well-recorded, stuff like that. You know, you're not going to care about, oh, did you hear that bar of 11.8 that he played in there? It was really <laughs> clever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but some, you know, so it's, yeah, just just taking maybe those basic business principles that apply to any walk of life, any business, and just bringing them into, into that function band kind of thing. Mm. And, yeah, try to get 
players who you know, you like, you get on with, you yeah. trust. Like I yeah. say, we're lucky enough to have had the same guys for ages because of that. They're all guys and we all get on. And that's really important as well. Yeah. And, and I mean, if I could give any real advice, it would be learn about the music side of things. And I think that is one thing that's maybe separated me and us from a lot of other bands. The fact that, you know, I, I learned about the music side of things. So now I can somewhat speak the same language yeah. as as the people that I'm working yeah. with, yeah. you know, from that point of view, rather than a lot of singers who would just go, oh, can you go from that bit? You know, the bit that sounds like this and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. Mm. So yeah, yeah, maybe learn. And th- th- it doesn't have to be in depth, but just maybe just get your knowledge of your music up a little bit. So, so that you're mm. on a, mm. you know, a general plane with everyone else. Mm-hmm. I used to find that you spend a lot of time like watching other musicians play their instruments, but also obviously spending a lot of time with drummers. I'm always next to them. Yeah. yeah. You know, learning how the drum kit works and what the, yeah. what is capable and what is yeah, achievable. Yeah, what does you know? what when, and then yeah. you get. I find myself watching mm. kits loads, like yeah. watching just hi hats to stay in the groove. I wish even, I played even, it, even, to when, be even when I'm <laughs> yeah, even when I'm singing, and that's why I like to. I feel that I've, you know you've earned the right or to call myself like a musician nowadays rather than just a singer, and I really enjoy that part of like. Mm. I feel like part of the band, whereas a lot of bands are the band. And the singers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, see, you see it all the yeah. time. But yeah, that fact that I can be part of the band and I feel like I'm, when I'm singing, I'm grooving with the band and I'm, you know, you're creating one sound all together rather than them backing me. And I think that's always really yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, I totally get that. And it, I think your your approach, from what I've seen anyway, from the majority of people that I've worked, is completely unique. Yeah, your, your I don't background know. is very. <laughs> I think unique. the background is. You know, I think. Um, yeah, I sort of just came at it from a funny I, I think angle. It's, really, it's just really like it's for me. I don't, I don't know if this this you would describe it as the same, but it's like determination. That's kind of like right. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to do yeah, this. Yeah, and right, it's, I'm do you know what? It's show. that nature versus nurture thing. I think mm. when I was young. I didn't really have the opportunity or wasn't pushed into any sort of opportunity for whatever reason, just life or mm. where I was brought up, you know, single mum and council house and all that sort of thing that I didn't have the opportunity to play an instrument. But mm. it just turns out that I'm innately really musical. Yeah. yeah. But I mm. would never have known that because in school I wasn't, mm. I didn't, wasn't told to play anything. I didn't play anything, stuff like that. So I guess it took something else later in life to bring that out of me. And then once it came out, it's like, oh, you are, and you can hear this and you can feel this. And it's that nature versus nurture thing, isn't it? Some people, you find it with classical musicians a lot who you work with, some people are just innately really musical. You know, you hear a bass player just really groove and you're like, you just, mm. you can just play it, you can just hear it. Mm. You'll get some people who learn to play an instrument mm. and however much they practice and however much they play, mm. they'll never be they'll as never good mm, as yeah. someone because they just don't have it in them. Yeah. And it's just that nature versus nurture thing. And I guess I had it, but I didn't have that sort of outlet of when I was young, of someone took me on board and went, oh, you've got this, here's a guitar, play yeah. it. And I've been mm. like, oh, you know. Mm. And it's really frustrating at points because got a drum kit upstairs i've got a piano you know what i mean but i can't really play them uh because i just don't have that tech the, the physical the ability, technical yeah, yeah, side yeah. and if i put loads of hours in probably i could but it's just like yeah, yeah having mm. that technical ability say, yeah, i don't think you got the hours <laughs> and, and, sorry, and, and it's the frustration as well of working with such good people all mm. the time yeah you know what you know what you want it to do yeah but when your body won't allow you to do it. So yeah, I think it's just that. It's it's that natural musicality. But I guess just for me, it came out in a slightly different way, whereas most people would have put it into an instrument from an early age. Mine Mm. came in a different way. And that's why it's probably just a little bit bit different to Mm. a lot of other people's yeah. experiences well thank you so much cool. for yeah, being on the you. podcast no worries um, at all. where, where can people find you socials uh, website oh god yeah I'm all over everything aren't I <laughs> uh, so the band is uh, uk, or we're on Facebook and Instagram as the Joe Ringer band or Joe Ringer vocals is my personal instagram i can't remember yeah but it's, <laughs> it's yeah. all out there yeah it's all, all out there see all what i'm up there. to it's nothing very exciting it's usually got the dog sometimes so there's some pictures of, <laughs> some pictures of him on there so yeah that's about all that's going on really follow the dog yeah follow the dog <laughs> well that concludes another episode of the jam spot podcast what um, did you think phil i thought it was very insightful I yes. feel like I'm not doing half as much as I should be doing compared to this man. He's probably <laughs> the hardest working man in the, on the function scene. I think <laughs> so I'm pretty man. knackered just thinking about the amount of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you hurry up and leave? Because I've got some charts to write. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, as always, thanks for watching and listening. And if you want to catch us on our socials, we are at the Jamspot Pod, and that is on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and yeah, on, and we're available to listen to on Spotify as well. So hopefully, you'll join us for another episode next time. Drive safe. <laughs>